into the contest. Thursday the 4th of November, welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here, Shane Lee, how are you mate? I am great Timmy, i tell you what, this, uh, us predicting this Melbourne Cup thing mate, people are calling me up all the time looking for more tips now. That's the problem, we've made a rod for our own back because we got out there and said hey we tipped the Melbourne Cup, everyone's coming up to me, you got the lotto numbers for Monday or can you tip the field for Rose Hill on Saturday? Uh, I think it's about the the second return I've had in Melbourne Cups in about sort of 40 years so there you go, we might have to wait another 20 to get a return. Now. Big news today. Steve Waugh, he wants Pat Cummins to be captain. Shane Warne, he says the Aussies aren't uh, lay-down Mazares for the Ashes. And Tyrone May, this axing at Penrith, boy, it's caused a stir. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. So Shano, Steve Waugh, he said Pat Cummins should be the next captain. It's it's a role that is not held often by fast bowlers at this level. No, there hasn't been an Australian fast bowling captain since Ray Lindwall, mate. So we're going back mm. many, many years now. But um, look, the great thing about Steve Waugh, when he says something, people listen. Um, he's not, not out there just talking all the time. And um, so his comments carry a lot of weight. Um, he really believes Pat Cummins is a type of person, um, type of role model and the type of uh, potential leader um, to take over from Tim Payne. We all know Tim Payne turns 37 on the first day of the Ashes series this year. So, yeah, he's coming towards the end of his career, but he thinks Pat has the ability to do it. And he said, look, it, when he's bowling, the vice captain can just set the field for when he's bowling to give him a bit of a mental rest. So he thinks that could work. Yeah, the thing that's really helped Tim Payne, you know, as you look back at his time, and I remember doing a story on him down in Hobart when he was only a very young guy and there was all this potential around him and he was a good batter and a good gloveman mm. and they expected him to be uh, someone that would play for Australia for a long time. But they expected him to play for Australia a lot earlier than what he did. All those finger injuries and little issues that he had along the way, which kept him off the field for literally years, has probably kept the rest of his body intact. Yeah, for sure, Timmy. And um, he's had a bizarre career, hasn't he? He, mm. As you said, he was a real young, up-and-coming star, was penciled in, got a few games, then injured his finger in a, a bit of a celebrity match. Um and then just went down and down. He couldn't get the finger right, kept breaking it. Finally got dropped from the Tasmanian team. Um, and then all of a sudden, with what happened, he's then back in the team and then made captain. It's been a bizarre roller coaster ride for Tim Payne. Look, I think he's done, done pretty well as captain so far, but he'll want to finish this last series, I think, as captain with a big win. Yeah, I reckon one day he'll get a piece of sandpaper and get it framed and put it up on the wall. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was all the sandpaper gate, wasn't it? That's right. But uh, Warney, Warney said, look, the Ashes uh, up 
in the air in the sense of don't think that Australia's just going to come out here and win 5-0. No, and uh, and, and Warnie makes a lot of good points here. He thinks that Stark is nowhere um, bowling. He thinks that Cummins is a little bit underdone. He probably is. He thinks Hazelwood's bowling well, which he is. Um, but he said Warner hasn't scored runs. We've spoken about this quite a bit, Timmy. He said Warner hasn't scored a run at all. He said, who's going to open with him? Like He hasn't even mentioned Kawaja, but he said, well, Labuschagne opened with him and Smith bat three. Who's going to bat five? And he said, Green's very, very young. So he makes a lot of good points. And he says our captain, um, who's really, he's really going for pain, said he's tact- tactically very, very poor. Yeah, he, he doesn't leave anything on the shelf, <laughs> no. does he, Shane? Uh, look, <laughs> I honestly think they should just start to sort of press ahead and start their language around Usman Khawaja because then they can start mm. to uh, – because, he, you know, he's in compelling form, isn't he? And um, it's not that he's that old. No, no, and he's got a very, very good record, as we have discussed in this show, um, in Australia. You know, um, he, he scored, uh, I think, six centuries in Australia on, mm. on our home turfs, and, and he's batting well. He's got 200s this year, so uh, I think he has to start. Yeah, well, it doesn't look like Will Pukowski's going to even be an option. Uh, this <sighs> wretched old concussion that he's he's copped a few times. Yeah, he's he's had five concussions now. Um, and uh, Rogers, the former opening batter for Australia, who's now the, mm. the Victorian coach, just said he hasn't recovered from this last one at all, and he's showing still signs of concussion. Um, that means he's out of the the the, the Shield game against New South Wales at the moment. Um, he may not play the next Shield game. So he's not going to be around for the, for the first, at least the first two tests. Um, and that means if he, he needs to then get runs at uh, state level. But at 23, you know, a young kid, yeah, it's going to be very, very hard for him to play a lot of professional cricket, I think, moving forward with this many concussions. Yeah, on a real positive front, it looks now with the borders and, and the way that things are being fast-tracked that we're actually going to get a bit of the balmy army in and really mm. get... I know we've got expats here and lots of them, but you, you just... In the modern world of Ashes cricket, you want the balmy army with all their stupidity, their songs, and yeah, they're, they're, they're absolutely sunburnt bodies at the cricket grounds. One hundred percent, Timmy. They bring they bring the cricket alive, don't they? And mm. uh, yeah, the, the, the more they drink, the better they sound. So uh, yeah, I, I think you don't. It's not really an Ashes series now without the Barmy Army. So um, yeah, fingers crossed, as you said. The, the borders are opening up, and they'll, they'll be there at every match. Bit of tennis news about. Bit of tennis news kicking about. Obviously, the story continues to roll on about the Australian Open and who's going to be vaccinated, who won't, who will turn up, who won't. So uh, we're sort of in November now, so we're not too far away. I'm sure that they're nervous again. Tennis Australia was a difficult one to put together last year. On a positive note, no Ash Barty, but the Australians one win away from the semi-finals of the Billie Jean Cup. Mate, no Ash Barty and no um, Alana Tomjanovic either. Um, uh, Daria Garagalova, who um, who who played re- Daria Gavrilova, yeah, they're not easy. No, yet. they're not, mate. But um, and Sanders um, absolutely dominated the Belgians. The first time we've done this since 1984, Timmy, and um, so we have an unassailable lead now. And uh, moving forward, which yeah, hopefully we'll have a, a semi-final berth, as you mentioned in the Billie Jean Cup. Yeah, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? And now Tyrone May has been axed from Penrith. Boy, this is just. Uh, like, who is he listening to, this bloke? I, I I find it hard to believe that after all the drama you went through, you get to a grand final, you win the grand final, you would have turned the corner, you know? You would have turned the corner in your behaviour and not put yourself in a vulnerable position. Now he's been punted. Yeah, I bumped into Brian Fletcher, the CEO, on, on Melbourne Cup Day, um, and he just said, yeah, with what's happened in and around the club, um, he still had one, one year to go on his contract, which I didn't realise. Um, 
But yeah, he's uh, they've gone through the process, and he will not be be hanging around. And now he's he's good old mate uh, Nathan Cleary's come out and said, you know, I, I'll always have you know always have my brother in my thoughts. I went, well, what did you, what did you think of that? Not great timing. Nah, just like let, let it go. Right, you, you, you've got to. You know, Cleary is the leader of that club, um, and try and defend someone who's done the wrong thing, even though he's your mate. You don't do it publicly. You've got, you've got to move on. It's, it's going to sort of put a divide uh, within this Penrith team if they don't sort this stuff out quick. That's the thing. The point yeah. you've just made there is the exact point that's important to note, and it's really important for young sports people, anyone at all, because the modern media has changed. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, whatever you want to call it. If you're not prepared to say what you're going to say on the 6 o'clock commercial news on Channel 9 or Channel 7 or on the radio, don't ever say it in social media because it's the same thing. It lives forever on social media. It lives forever on the internet. I think he's going to cop some backlash on this because he could just go up to him and say, brother, I'm with you, rather than post it out to the ether where he's got 200-odd thousand people. I, I mean, my advice to him would have been, don't go anywhere near that. Yeah, mate, it's just dumb, really. It's, it's just dumb. It doesn't need to do it. I understand it's his mate and he- Probably been his flatmate or whatever, but you you got to move on. And as you said, Timmy, whenever you're online, mate, you're publishing, and once it's out there, it has a, a life of its own. Yeah. Um. Now the Melbourne Storm, they look like they've got this big All Blacks guy. He's huge, mate. How good's this? Um. His name's William uh, Warbrick. He is uh, 194 centimeters, uh, 100 kilos. Runs like the wind. He's an um. He's an All Black Rugby Sevens winger. Um, so they're looking for someone to replace that car. They may just have found a real special uh, talent here. Yeah, absolutely. And Craig Bellamy, as we know, he is yeah. he's a master. And, and the way that he brings – this guy's obviously got talent – but the way that he brings different players to the club of all different ex- levels of experience, and mm-hmm. he's – He's turned guys that, you know, you thought their careers well and truly over into grand final winners. So, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that's an interesting one, that one. Now, what about the Crows coach, Matthew Clark? He's taken a hard line stance on Denny Van Hagen. We, we had her uh, on the show yesterday. Well, in the sense of we talked about her, the, the ICU nurse and her stance, her anti-vax stance. But he's come out very tough and just said, look, if you don't get it, you're not in. Yeah, really simple, isn't it? Um, this guy is not dancing around. He's not mixing his words. He just said, no vaccination, you're not playing. Simple as that. So the ball is in her court now. Uh, he, the, she's been told very, very clear where the club stands on this one. And so it's up to her. They're not, they're not going to beat around the bush here. No vaccination, no play. Now, um, the last dance that obviously caught everyone's imagination, didn't it? The whole mm. story of Michael Jordan and the extraordinary time at the Chicago Bulls. Scotty Pippen, uh, he's not happy about it. I mean, what a player he was himself. But he, he, he's not enjoying this whole idea of being Robin to, uh, <laughs> to the great man's Batman. Well, look, the, the thing that makes great sportsmen um there's a thing called an ego and uh and and these two scotty pippen and michael jordan have it have it in spades but i i sort of see his point you know michael jordan produced the last dance uh it was all about him he said each episode was the same as it was putting michael on a pedestal his teammates second and made to look smaller and um you know scotty pippen a lot of people would argue was uh you know potentially as good um a lot of times equal to jordan uh, particularly in that team he didn't get paid the same, um, but yeah, he's, Scotty's really got, got a bee in his bonnet about this one. Yeah, now here's a story right up your alley. <laughs> a former stripper, a monkey, in the middle of a bizarre college football rumour. 
<laughs> Where do you start? There's a there's a coach over there uh, for Texas Longhorns called um, Jeff Bowker. Texas Longhorns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How long he had that monkey for about a year? No, he's um apparently he's in a relationship with a um a stripper over there, and her name is Pole Assassin. And apparently her monkey bit someone on on Halloween, mate. They were trick or treating, so they've been attacked by a monkey. They reckon the monkey's called Gia. And it's in a, a dual act uh, at the strip club uh, with this girl that he's dating. So that's the story there, Timmy. You work out what happened. I don't know. Oh, I won't even go near it. <laughs> what, the I, monkey or the, or the trying strip club? To uns- try- oh, any of it. Trying to unstitch it, quite literally. <laughs> now, Max Verstappen, he's subtle sledge at former Red Bull teammate Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, he's, uh, he's basically saying that if he had stayed with Red Bull, that he would be able to match him. Um, there's a, yeah, once again, there's a bit of ego going on between these two. And, uh, Max has sort of had a bit of a tough time. He, he sort of got pulled the wool over, um, Dan Ricardo's eyes recently. But, uh, yeah, very, very good competition between these two. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think everyone is, is waiting for, um, uh, Daniel Ricardo to really, really click. He's had some, he's had some yeah. nice flashes. Now, Jake Paul, this, uh, nearly $700,000. Bet this YouTube is not going away, is he? I already is absolute cracker. So he, mm. he's fighting um, Tom Fury, um, and he's made a, a side bet with him. He said, "If you win, Tom Fury, I'll give you seven hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars. But if you lose, you've got to change your name by Depole for one year to Tommy Fumbles. <laughs> so it's a cracking bet, I reckon. He's put he's put his money oh, on the line, it. but." Um, yeah, he, he's a YouTube fighter. He's, he's getting a lot of respect now because he's actually um, he's won, won, won his matches. Um, but the amount of people that come in behind him and the amount of support he has brings a lot of money to the game. And, um, yeah, this is, this is really, really good banter. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, buddy. <laughs> uh, now, let's wind the clock back. Uh, Greg Matthews, um, he was quite a cricketer, quite a character. And um, you have a great little story about Mo. Yeah, we were playing a, a Shield game at the MCG. Uh, it was full strength. Uh, the Victorians had Warney playing, and Warney was just recently sponsored by Nike, um, had the brand-new Nike bowling shoes. And um, just before the match, um, we were batting. Warney came running in our change room and said, someone hasn't picked up my shoes, taken my shoes, have they? And we didn't know what Warney was talking about. So Warney had to wear someone else's bowling shoes out there, and it was only when I was out there batting, a wicket fell, and out came Greg Matthews in Warney's shoes. He'd stolen them. And then him and Warney had this big verbal stash. I mean, what did you take my shoes for, you know, Mo? And he just said, mate, I always want to know what it's like to walk in the King's shoes. So that was the, the banter going on in the middle. But, uh, yeah, good fun. And, and and Mo wouldn't give him back. He kept him. He wanted Warney to sign him. Warney told him to piss off. But, uh, yeah, good banter. I think Mo got about oh, 60 runs too. He was out there, wasn't he? I, I, I think was. I've ever told on this podcast. I remember being in the crowd as a boy and there was a World Series cricket game at night at the SCG and someone handed him a beer on the boundary and he took a sip. <laughs> Imagine doing that now. Oh, oh mate, he was uh, he was a very unique individual, um, a very, very good bowler and a very good – he scored four test hundreds, don't forget, Greg Matthews. But, uh, yeah, he was a fun guy to play with, that's for sure. Yeah, and who could forget the tied test in Madras? That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.